0: glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, <laughs> oh, glory. glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Yes, many have yearned, yearned for the supernatural, yearned for the miraculous, yearned to see the demonstration of God's power, but listen, saith the Lord, we're in the last days, and there's a work that to be done there's a harvest that has to be reaped and so there's come a return of the miraculous and so there's come yay in a greater measure that we've seen in yesteryears we will see for the church will carry the glory the glory of the father the church will walk in the fullness of the manifestation of the presence of god and yes blind eyes will see crippled legs will walk yeah even the dead through your hands will come back to life these things will happen these things will be done and the lost will come to the saving knowledge of the lord jesus christ and then shall the end come glory to god glory to god glory to god it's not by struggling and it's not by might it's not in our strength neither is it in our ability But yea, it's in his ability, it's in his strength. And those who wait on him, their strength will be renewed. They will exchange their strength for God's strength. And in that strength, we will do the impossible. In that strength, barriers that have seemed impenetrable, they will be brought down. Yes, walls of opposition to the gospel. (laughs) You will see them crumble and you'll see them fall. It will happen. It'll 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 happen. In this very nation. Glory to God. 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 He, he's a good God. He's a good God. Amen. Let's be seated. Glory to God. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Amen and amen and amen and amen and amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to God. Well, just like you know, this is Rema Bible Training Center. We are an extension of the mandate given to Kenneth E. Hagen to go teach my people faith. And as a result, help usher in the last great move of God's spirit and the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what we are about. Thank God for the leadership of Pastor Hagin. And under that leadership, praise God, Rayma has expanded so much since Brother Higgin's home going. So much, there were just 14 schools in 2003. Now there are 252 campuses and still counting. So much has happened. So much has happened. And so much will yet happen. Praise God. You know, sometimes people talk about in those days, thank God for those days, but thank God for these days. Woo, glory to God. Glory to God. You see, we go from faith to faith, from glory to glory, and from strength to strength as well. Amen. We're grateful to God, our teams, our volunteers, people who have put in so much, just the excellence, the time, the hours, the dedication, the devotion, for us to have had these meetings. And not just about the meetings. These are people that volunteer with us in some way or another the greeters the ushers the media folks the decoration i mean and every other thing the welfare the the protocol it's just been excellent don't you think so what about us just giving our volunteers a good good hand clap amen of appreciation for all they've done we couldn't do what we're doing without them couldn't do what we're doing without them praise god and then um, we have also in our midst tonight our alumni. Praise God. If you are alumnus of Rama, Nigeria or any other Rama, could you please be up on your feet? Praise God. Glory to God. Glory to God. What about just putting our hands together for them as well? Folks who are doing great things for the Lord. Doing awesome things for Him. Amen. Thank you so much. It's so nice to see your faces. Please be seated. Praise God. Amen. There. are. A part of us, we're part of them, amen. And thank you for coming back. And um, uh, this is a time of like a homecoming for us, for our folks, praise the Lord, amen. And then, um, the ministers, people who have ministered in these meetings, uh, the quality of the ministry, you'll agree with me, has been excellent, praise God. Well, um, Pastor Dakwaguni is here, came from the U.S. He, he didn't come to minister. He did not. He did not. The moment he heard about the meetings, the schedule of the Holy Ghost meetings, immediately, he booked it out in his calendar. He paid his way just to come, just to attend, just to be a part of the meetings. Amen. Isn't that such a heart? I had it in my heart that he was to minister. I just had that in my heart. I didn't tell him initially, you know. He just came and just to attend amen that's why he came and thank you so much sir we've been so so blessed so richly blessed so richly blessed amen brother days done a phenomenal job you heard him on um friday morning praise god brother dokun did such a, an awesome job on um on thursday night wasn't that great folks got so drunk some had to be carried home oh glory to god amen Praise the Lord. Well, we're putting our products on display. And my wonderful wife here too, Dr. Kuna, you heard her in the morning. They had a wild Holy Ghost party. Glory to God. Uh, In Kaduna, in Port Harcourt, the same things happened. Same things happened. Amen. We're gearing for the start of our Lagos campus. And you know, that's going to be great too. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, this is a Holy Ghost meeting. And what's a Holy Ghost meeting? Well, the Lord said to Brother Higgin, May of 1950, while he was in Houston, Texas, he had an audible voice from heaven, say to him, I want you to go teach my people faith. I've taught you faith through my word. I've permitted you to go through certain experiences. You've learned faith, both through my word and by experience. I want you to go teach my people what I've taught you. I want you to go teach my people faith. Then um, in um, 1973, 1973 January while he was praying the Lord said to him he said uh, in the fall of this year I want you to have a faith seminar and an indoor camp meeting first camp meeting held 1973 July Sheridan uh Road Christian Center that was where that first camp meeting was and in one of those nights while he was teaching he was teaching a uh, from acts 14 from verse 7 to 10 faith to be healed was the title of that message that evening suddenly he spoke out of his spirit and said we're going to start a bible school right here on these premises praise god a place where people can come and be trained in the word and be trained in the holy ghost well who's the person that put that bible school together pastor Higgin did Right from the beginning, he put the curriculum, he put everything together and he's run it since. And obviously he hasn't done a bad job. Whoa, glory to God. God, Raymer graduates all over everywhere doing the same things, preaching the message of faith, flowing in the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. Amen. Then um, um, in the early 80s, Brother Higgins said the Lord began to deal with him about teaching about the Holy Ghost. Teaching about the Holy Ghost. 1987, just a week before the annual camp meeting, the annual camp meeting there, he had a visitation, lasted about two hours, 50 minutes. Part of it was revelation. Part of it was the vision. And then Jesus said to him, he said, there's a move of the spirit that will be lost to this generation except they are led into it. That the modern day charismatics know a little bit about praising me, but next to nothing, about real worship, then the Lord said to him, There are other people in the body of Christ who helped get the job done on the faith teaching, you know. And he mentioned the name and he said, I want you to teach about the Holy Ghost. Thank God, amen. Well, 1994, he began to have those Holy Ghost meetings and he said, He asked the Lord, What's a Holy Ghost meeting? and the Lord gave him three things First Corinthians, chapter 2, verses 4 and 5. The Bible says that your faith. ...shall not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. My speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. Praise God. So the Lord said, number one, in a Holy Ghost meeting, the word of God is preached and not taught. The word of God is preached and not taught. We put the word first. Amen. We always put the word first. Amen. And then secondly, in a Holy Ghost meeting, the spirit of God is leading... He's guiding, he's in demonstration and in manifestation. Praise God. And then number three, the Lord said to him in a Holy Ghost meeting, the needs of the people are met and they are full of joy. The Lord particularly emphasized joy in the Holy Ghost to him as something that will characterize those meetings. And he had them. Phenomenal meetings they have been. Well, this is Raymond, Nigeria our students are exposed to several hours of class teaching. Now we know there are different types of meetings. There's a teaching meeting where we teach. There's a prayer meeting where we pray a worship service where we worship the Lord, a healing service, an evangelistic service, different meetings have different purposes. Typically our classroom sessions, they are teaching meetings. That's right. The primary thought is to teach God's word. But you see the training is not just the training in the word. There's also a training in the Holy Ghost. And that's what a meeting like this is for. It's really geared for our students, primarily, and then our alumni, also our partners, our friends. And then we open the meetings up to the general public as well to emphasize the Holy Ghost, flowing with the Holy Ghost, learning to move with him. Amen. See, some things are taught, but some things have to be caught And there's something about being in some atmospheres that cause some things to rub off. Praise God. And this is a part of the training, praise God, where we just emphasize that side of things about the spirit of God, the things of the spirit of God. And we endeavor to follow him. Praise God. Well, earlier on this year, actually I was in Ghana, uh, in the Rema campus in Accra and um while i was there one of those evenings i had a, a, a visitation from the lord and um he said some things to me about this meeting about some things that we were to do which we we're endeavoring to do and um some things which we will yet do praise god and you know there's just something about just following the lord the ministry ought to be supernatural amen ought to be supernatural not natural Amen. Only. There's a place of the natural. For instance, I'm holding a microphone. There was some decoration that was done here. There, there's uh, uh, the facility had to be put right. And like Pastor Hagin always says that when the natural comes in contact with the supernatural and the two come together, they will become an explosive force for God. Praise God. So you see, there are certain things we need to go back to. And there are certain things the Lord will have us do. And we'll just follow his direction. And I can tell you something. We're in for a glorious time. We're in for a glorious time. Some things will happen in this nation. Some things will shape up. Some things will change. Amen. It will happen. It will happen. The word of God will have a free course in the land. Amen. It, it It will. It will. It will. It will. It will. Amen. Revival like wildfire. We'll see it happen. Glory to God. Glory to God amen amen well for tonight you might want to turn with me to the book of Ephesians Ephesians chapter 5 Ephesians chapter 5 praise God and, um, I'll just read one verse there and we'll take it as our text for tonight Ephesians chapter 5 and in verse 18 Ephesians 5 18 the Bible says there it says and be not drunk with wine Wearing is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. I'll read that one more time. It says, and be not drunk with wine. Wearing is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Heavenly Father, thank you for what you're set to do in our midst tonight. We're open to the moving of your Spirit. Thank you for the greater one. Thank you because he will live big in me. He'll rise big in me. He'll think through my mind. He'll speak through my lips. will act through my deeds thank you because he'll give me utterance in the holy ghost and we give all praise honor and adoration for healings that be wrought signs and wonders and demonstrations of your spirit we give you all the glory in jesus name amen praise the lord well in that scripture paul was writing to the saints at ephesus these were people who were born again and had also been filled with the holy ghost and he said to them he said and be not drunk with wine wherein is excess that word excess means debauchery dissipation riotous living you know folks get drunk on liquor and they do all kinds of crazy stuff you know we heard about tramadol right so we know some about what those kind of things do to people you know and abuse of that stuff and then they begin to act and you know do things that they ought not to do so god's word is saying no Don't get drunk on that kind of stuff. Rather, get filled with the Spirit. Now, Greek scholars tell us that there's actually a play on words in that place. That the literal Greek text says, be being filled with the Spirit. Be being filled with the Spirit. And the Amplified Bible brings that out. Be ever filled filled and stimulated with the Holy Ghost. Amen. So it's a continual process. We know from Acts 19, the Bible says from verse 1, now, while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came unto Ephesus, finding certain disciples. He said unto them, Have ye received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? They said, If not so much as heard, whether there be any Holy Ghost. He said, Unto what then were ye baptized? They said, Unto John's baptism. He said, John, verily baptized, saying they should believe on him. That's to come after him. And the Bible says, And they believed they were baptized in the name of Jesus. Verse 6 says, And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. So we know they got filled with the Holy Ghost. In Ephesus, the saints there, they got filled with the Holy Ghost. However, Paul now writes to the same crowd. The same Paul who got them filled with the Spirit. And he now says, be filled with the Spirit. Now, did he lose his memory? No, he didn't. What was he saying? Yes, I know you guys have been filled once. There's the initialing feeling but well, you need to be refilled and refilled and refilled again. Why is that the case? Because that's New Testament pattern. That's New Testament pattern. There's one initial infilling with the Holy Ghost, but the plan of God is that there be subsequent refillings. Another uh illustration of that on the Day of Pentecost, Acts chapter 2. The Bible says from verse 1 through to 4. And when the Day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all together with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And they appeared unto them, cloven tongues like as a fire. And it sat upon each of them. Verse 4 says, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So we know the 120 got filled with the Holy Ghost. I like to tell my Catholic friends that I'm more Catholic than they are. They say, what do you mean? I tell them I, I, I like Mary a lot. That Mary was, was in the upper room. She spoke in tongues. And I speak in tongues just like she did. And they say, what are you talking about? And I show them how Mary was a part of that. Praise God. And I've gotten quite a number of them. Saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. Speaking in tongues. Just showing them that. Amen. Well, the 120. got filled with the Holy Ghost. In Acts 2.4. But then we now turn over. Just a, a few pages. we read in Acts chapter 3. How Peter and John were going to the temple. Are they our prayer? And then there was a layman by the gate, beautiful. Peter said to him, Look on us. He looked on them, expecting to receive something of them. And then he said, Silver and gold have I none, such as I have given thee. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Immediately Peter took him up by the hands. He walking and leaping, praising God, entered into the temple. And the man got healed. And there was no little stare over that healing. Religious folks got mad, like they always do, they got angry. You know, that they couldn't contest that healing. This guy had been healed. So they took Peter and John to question. They, they beat them. They told them not to speak or teach anymore in the name of Jesus. Then we get to the fourth chapter in Acts chapter 4. The Bible says in verse 23, it says, And being let go, they went back to their own company. See, there's something about your own company. Amen. I love my own company. Amen. Glory to God. They went to their own company. They reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. The Bible says, And when they had heard, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, O Lord, thou art God, who has made the heavens, the earth, the seas, and all that in them is who by the mouth of their servant David had said, Why do the heathen rage? And the people imagined a vain thing. Kings of the earth stood up, rulers were gathered against their child, their holy child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed, both Herod, Pontius Pilate, children of Israel, for to do what thy hand and counsel had determined before to be done. They now said, And now, Lord, verse 29, Behold their threatenings, and grant unto thy servants, that with all boldness they may speak thy word, by stretching forth thine hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be wrought by the name of thy holy child Jesus. Verse 31 says, and when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and spake the word of God with boldness. Now, I thought they got filled in Acts 2.4. How come it says here that they were all filled again? And I know that Peter and John were here in Acts 4.31. They were there because they were the ones who were let go and went to their company. And then he says they were all filled. So Peter and John were filled. And I also know that Peter was there in Acts 2-4, as well as John. You know, Peter was the one that preached that message. Praise God. Glory to God. So they got filled. How come he says they were filled again? It's the same thing. New Testament pattern. There's one initial feeling with the Holy Ghost. The baptism in the Holy Ghost. With the evidence of speaking in other tongues. But the plan of God is that there be subsequent refillings subsequent re-feelings now question what does it mean to be filled with the Holy Ghost what does it mean when he said don't be drunk with wine wherein is excess but be filled with the spirit or be being filled with the spirit what does that mean exactly you see to be filled with the spirit actually Paul explained it some for us in Romans chapter 12 verse 11 where he said not slothful in business fervent in spirit serving the lord to be filled with the spirit is to be fervent in spirit to be fervent in spirit have you ever seen some christians they look at that guy and they say wow he's on fire for god you've heard that expression before he's a hot christian you know what are they talking about he's fervent in the spirit amen he's filled with the spirit he's maintaining a spirit-filled life so you see to be filled with the spirit is to be fervent in spirit One translation says to maintain the glow. To maintain the spiritual glow. To be on fire with the Holy Ghost in our spirits. Now, does the Holy Spirit leave us? He doesn't. Remember, Jesus said in John 14, 16 and 17, And I pray the Father, give to you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. So remember, Jesus said, he'll be with us forever. He'll be with us forever. Somebody says, what if a Christian sins? Doesn't the Holy Spirit leave him? No, he doesn't. He doesn't. He's out of fellowship. Amen. Amen. But the Holy Spirit is there to comfort that believer and to encourage him to get back in fellowship with God. So he never leaves us. So why then do we say we need to be filled and refilled again? Is it that we leak out and the Holy Spirit leaves and then we have to get him back? No, that's not the point. It's this. You are filled with the Spirit to the degree that your spirit is charged with the presence and power of the Holy Spirit within you. So if you're baptized in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, the Holy Spirit is in you. But now, on a daily basis, we need to appropriate that presence, appropriate that power, take advantage of it, and get our spirits charged. Now, when your spirit is charged with his presence and his power, you go out in spiritual activity, in your walk with God, you know, obeying him, in your service of God. And it's as though you dissipate that power some, you dissipate that charge. And then what happens? You need to be recharged again. First Corinthians 14.4 says, He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifieth himself. He charges up himself like a battery. Like your mobile phone. You know, I don't care how much credit you have loaded on it. If that battery is flat, you can't even go to that phone to get somebody's number to call him on another line. Nothing will work there. Amen. So you see, we need to charge up our spiritual batteries. Yes, we are men of the word. And we put the word of God first. But you see, I like to put it like this if you just try to go with the word and leave the Holy Ghost out, you're going to get in head knowledge. Just the word. Somebody said and you might dry up. Just the spirit and you just might blow up. But with the word of God and the spirit of God, you get to grow up. Christianity is not just the word. Yes, it's the word first. But you see, it's also about the Holy Ghost. Rhema is not just the word. Yes, you put the word out. We teach faith. In the school, we teach other subjects in the Bible. We endeavor to put out a balanced curriculum. Amen. Praise God. But you see, it's not just a training in the Bible. There's also a training in the Holy Ghost as well. Learning to flow with the Holy Ghost. We have a class on the person and the work of the Holy Ghost. Pneumatology 2. We have another one, Pneumatology 1. How you can be led by the Spirit of God. We have another one on manifestations of the Spirit. What we call gifts of the Spirit. We have another one where we teach about ministry gifts. Because those are also often pertaining to the Holy Ghost. So there are some classes that cover that subject. Amen. But you see, there's something about learning to flow with Him. Learning to flow with His person. Glory to God. So you see, we need to stay filled with the Spirit on an ongoing basis that's the pattern in the new testament and then to be filled with the spirit is to be fervent in spirit to be filled with the spirit to maintain a spirit-filled life is to maintain your spiritual life amen it's to maintain your spiritual health if your spiritual health is not up to par it's going to affect your mental health as well as your physical health Praise gone and you see just like physical health is discernible and mental health is discernible spiritual health is also discernible you can tell if a man were to walk in this place you know who's not in his right mind you won't need to you, you might not need a word of knowledge to know that just looking at his countenance you'll be able to tell in all probability why because mental health is discernible but you see spiritual health is just as discernible Remember in Acts chapter 6, when the Bible says there arose a murmuring, when the number of the disciples was multiplied from verse 1, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. Then the 12 apostles rose in the company of the disciples and they said, it is not reason for us to leave the word of God and serve tables. He said, look ye out among yourselves. Seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. Forgive ourselves continually to pray and the ministry of the word. The Bible says, and the same please the multitude. And then they chose those seven men. Now, notice that they said, look ye out among yourselves. So, it's something they could look out among themselves and tell. If someone is of a honest report, you can tell, isn't it? If somebody has wisdom, you can tell. In the same way, you just can tell if somebody is full of the Holy Ghost. And then, you see, one thing that's interesting is this. Romans 12, 11 says, Not slothful in business. Fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Not lagging in zeal. You know, fervent in spirit. You notice the word business. And then you see in Acts 6, Several men of honor's report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, Whom we appoint over this business. Listen. Even in the business side of life, even in the natural side of life, the Holy Ghost will help you. Someone who's filled with the Holy Ghost will do a better job, even in serving tables. Are you listening to me? So even in the natural, we need him. Remember the Bible says God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and of a sound mind. The Holy Ghost is the spirit of a sound mind. He's sound, very sound. He's a genius. If you listen to him, he'll make you look smart. Amen. Amen. So you see, being filled with the Spirit affects us spiritually. It affects our spiritual health, our mental health, as well as our physical health. That's how to be up to par spiritually. And the plan of God is that we stay filled with the Spirit. We stay filled with the Spirit. Now, another thing we notice is this: that the Bible here likens being filled with the Spirit. Compares and contrasts it with being filled with wine, being drunk with wine. Now, on the day of Pentecost, the only thing those guys did wasn't that they spoke in tongues. If all they did was that they spoke in tongues, the onlookers wouldn't have said they were drunk. You know, the Bible says in Acts 2:13, others mock and said these are drunk. And then verse 14 says, Peter standing with the eleven said, these are not drunk as you suppose. Peter didn't say they weren't drunk. He only said they are not drunk as you suppose. Now, how do I know that the only thing they did wasn't that they spoke in tongues? I'll tell you how. 1 Corinthians 14, 23. Paul said, if all of you are gathered together and you are speaking in tongues, and those who are unlearned come, he said, will they not say you are mad? Now, did they say they were mad? They didn't say they were mad. They said they were drunk. And then you read in Acts 2, 33, 32, 33, where he said, the Lord has set forth this, which ye both see and hear. So there was something to hear. They heard them speaking in tongues. But there was also something they saw. Amen. Amen. So you see, the Holy Ghost can intoxicate. Amen. Being filled with the Spirit can be likened to being drunk with wine. Praise God. The Bible talks about wine that cheers both God and man. The Bible talks about staggering like a drunk man. When people are drunk, they do all kinds of stuff. Praise God. Now, are there marks for us to look out in the spirit-filled life? To maintain this spirit-filled life, what do we do? What are the things we need to work on to stay this way? Now, who's the person on the left side? You know, your, your left side, in your chest. You have this sharp pain there. Where are you? Who's the person? All right, you're healed in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. Well, I don't mind him interrupting me. It's his meeting after all. Praise God. So, what are the marks we look for? What are the things that it takes to be filled with the Spirit? What are the characteristics? There are three of them. And he goes on to talk about them. He said, be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be being filled with the Spirit. Now, how do I do that? He tells us how, verse 19, speaking, speaking, speaking. You see, the emphasis in the New Testament for worship, it's for us as believers to be being filled with the Spirit speaking. So, the first characteristic of the Spirit-filled life is what I call supernatural utterance. Supernatural utterance. Now, whether it's the work of the Holy Spirit in the new birth, the baptism in the Holy Ghost, you know, the ministry in the Holy Ghost, once it has to do with the Spirit of God, there's going to be some speaking. Remember in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the Bible says from verse 1 that now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I'll not have you ignorant. The word gifts is in italics. It's actually spirituals, plural, pneumaticals, things often pertaining to the Holy Ghost. Now, verse 2 says, ye know that you are Gentiles, carried away unto these dumb idols. They were dumb. Those idols couldn't talk, even as you were led. It now says in season, verse 3, you know, I will have you know that no man speaking by the Spirit of God, calleth Jesus accursed. And that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord but by the Holy Ghost. So you see, the Holy Ghost inspires men and they speak. To get saved, we confess Jesus' Lordship. Isn't it? And there's a work of the Holy Ghost that recreates us. When we get baptized in the Holy Ghost, we, get, we begin to speak with other tongues. Praise God. Now, if we're going to stay filled with the Spirit, we need to continue to speak. Are you listening to me? Take out time in your private life to pray much in other tongues. Pray much in other tongues. Paul said, I thank my God I speak with tongues more than ye all." Is it not interesting that the same Paul, he could say I was not a wit behind the chiefest of apostles. I labored more abundantly than them all. Is it not interesting that the fellow wrote half of the New Testament? Could there have been a link between him speaking in tongues so much and being able to do so much for God? I believe there was. It's speaking in tongues edifies you and charges you up spiritually. He sure was more charged up than most people were. Amen. So we need to continue to pray in other tongues, to sing in other tongues, to worship God in other tongues, in our private lives. Tongues is primarily a devotional gift that we use in our private lives. But not just that. You notice in Acts 4.31, it says they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the word of God with boldness. So, when the Holy Ghost comes on people, they speak. They speak God's word. They speak in tongues. You also notice in verse 19, he says of Ephesians 5, Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Now, what are those psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs? Yes, I know we have the book of Psalms. Actually, there are five books into one. The book of Psalms was actually Israel's prayer and song book. Thank God for those psalms. We read them today, and we get blessed. Those psalms, David did not write all of them. He wrote just about seventy-four or seventy-five of them. There were other folks that wrote those psalms. They were given to him by the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. Now, when Paul wrote this to the Ephesian church, they didn't have printing presses. Are you listening? So he wasn't talking about songs from uh, from a, a hymn book. They didn't have those. They didn't have access to the scroll, the Old Testament scroll. So he wasn't talking about the Book of Psalms. Well, what was he talking about see a psalm is a spiritual poem or an ode it may rhyme or it may not however there is usually an element of poetry to it it may be sung it may be chanted and it may be recited now i'm not that given to music so i speak my psalms. what's a hymn a hymn is a song of worship addressed to god well thank god for hymnals I uh, always remember S-O-P, 444. In case you don't know what's there, it's all things bright and beautiful. Well, S-O-P, Song of Praise, 636. In case you don't know what's there, it's Rock of Ages. You know, I use those things. I went to a Baptist primary school. So we used S-O-P. You know, went to F-C-S in secondary school. We used SS and S Sacred Songs and Solos. R-H, Redemption Hymnal. R-S, Redemption Songs. Thank God for... Those hymnals, some of those songs, they are great. Awesome songs. But I like something John Alexander Dowie said. said, many of the songs in our songbooks are embalmed with unbelief. There are some songs you shouldn't sing. I saw one the other day, take the name of Jesus with you, child of sorrow and of woe. I told myself, I said, it's not talking to me. <laughs> it's not me, it's talking to. That's not talking about me. You know, I saw another song one time. Just build me a cabin in the corner of Glory Land. Now, God doesn't have cabins in Glory Land. He has mansions. I saw another one, you know. Here I wander like a beggar through the heat and the cold. Well, I'm not a beggar and I'm not wandering, you know. Uh, there's this one. It always amuses me. And I hear ministers sometimes. They begin to sing it. Created me a clean heart, oh God. Renew a right spirit within me. Yeah, if you need to get saved, sure. You need a, you need a clean heart. But if you're born again, I wonder where God is going to get the clean heart from. Amen. Put on the new man which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. You ought to watch what you sing. There's some stuff I don't sing. Because it's going to build build sin consciousness. It's going to build fear. And you see, people remember songs better than they remember scriptures. And when they are going through a hard time, you know, songs open up your soul. You don't you want to be careful what you sing. And now nah, I'm not saying you get so critical of every song. You know, there's some songs, you just see them in a different light. For instance, there's a song, You Alone Are Worthy. You alone, you know. The truth is, he's not the only one who is worthy. I'm worthy with his worthiness. But the context of that song is, you deserve all glory. So yes, he alone is worthy of all glory. So in that sense, it's okay. Amen. And then there are some of them... I just changed some words there. You know, amazing grace, how sweet the sound, that saved someone like me. I'm not a wretch. I used to be, but not anymore. You know, somebody said I'm a, that, that he's a sinner saved by grace. I said, no, you couldn't be. You're either a sinner or you're saved. Amen. You couldn't be a sinner saved by grace. You were a sinner. Now you're saved. You know, I, I'm just a boy who's a girl. Yeah, I know there's a lot of madness in the world now, but uh, everything being equal, you're not a boy who's a girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i am just tall who's short no you're not tall who's short i'm just light who's dark no you're not just light who's dark you're either a saint or you're a sinner praise god but you see these psalms hymns, and spiritual songs how did they come they come by the spirit of prophecy or they come through tongues and the interpretation of tongues now the bible says in first corinthians 14 13 that let him that speaks in tongues pray that he may interpret. Now that's not talking about public worship. That's talking about in your private life. Verse 14 now says, For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayed, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is it then? Verse 15, I will pray with the Spirit and I will pray with the understanding also. I will pray out in the understanding what I prayed in the Spirit. I will sing in the Spirit and I will sing with the understanding also. I will sing out in the understanding what I sang in the Spirit. 16 says, Else, or else, when thou shalt bless with the spirit, how shall he that occupy the room of the unlearned say amen at thy giving of thanks? See me, understandeth not what thou seest. Are you listening to me? So you see, we can sing these things out in tongues or speak them out and then interpret our tongues or just through the spirit of prophecy. Now, can every believer prophesy? The Bible said so. First Corinthians fourteen thirty-one: Ye may all prophesy one by one. And we're to use these things in our private devotions. Now, God's word says in 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 16, says rejoice evermore. 17 says pray without ceasing. 18 says in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. 19 says quench not the spirit. 20 says despise not prophesying. 21 says "Prove all things. Hold fast to that which is good. You see, notice it said quench not the spirit, despise not prophesying. One of the surest ways to quench the spirit is to despise inspired utterance. That tells me something. If despising inspired utterance, now also you ought to be careful. You don't just take everything, hook, line, sinker, fisherman and his boots. You check it out with God's word. You judge it with the word of God. You judge it with the witness in your spirit. If it's of the spirit of God, it will line up with the word of God. Are you listening to me? So, you you judge it. However, If you quench, if you despise inspired utterance, you're going to quench the spirit, the move of the spirit. That tells me that if I encourage inspired utterance, I will be fanning the flame of the move of the spirit. You see, the threshold, the springboard, so to speak, into the deeper things of the Holy Ghost is to be being filled with the spirit speaking. That's the key. That's where it starts from. So we need to continue to speak in other tongues in our private lives. And then we need to get a little beyond that and then interpret our tongues. Is it every tongue you speak that ought to be interpreted? No, not all. A lot of it doesn't need to be interpreted and God won't even give you the interpretation. But sometimes you might need to know your mind will need to be edified so you know some things you said. You know, sometimes you're going through a test, you're going through a trial. And we need encouragement. You just lost a loved one. You need some comfort. Yes, the Holy Ghost is our comforter. But part of the ways the Holy Spirit comforts us is the Bible says he that prophesies. 1 Corinthians 14.3 Speak Speaketh unto men to edification, exhortation, and comfort. So, comfort comes as we speak out by prophecy. Building up comes to our personal lives as we pray out by prophecy. Amen. Or through tongues and interpretation. Now, like I said, a psalm is a spiritual poem or an ode. A hymn is a song of worship addressed to God. A spiritual song is a song that brings out the revelation of what the Holy Spirit is saying at the moment. Now, we need people who need to know, who ought to know how to flow in these. Thank God for talent. But believe me, talent doesn't destroy the yoke. It's the anointing that does. If talent does, Beyonce will have destroyed a lot of yokes. So will have Jazzy you know but no that doesn't destroy hooks you know it's the anointing that does are you listening to me thank god for talent but it's the anointing that makes a difference amen how do we do these things like i said every believer can now i exercise myself in this every day i've spoken in psalms every day for like 15 20 years every day every day every morning i do that Poporatasto <laughs> freto. Bangla, Gigalo, Kilepa, Bever, He lifts up. He lifts up. <laughs> he's the glory, the lifter up of our heads. Yea, he's the one who said that if we will humble ourselves under his mighty hand, he will lift us up. Yea, God is the one that lifts up. God is the one that exalts. God is the one that magnifies. God is the one that does great things. And the moment we took Jesus as our Savior and confessed Him as our Lord, we were lifted up and seated up on high at His very right hand, the right hand of the Father above. We're seated with Christ, for we've been lifted up above the storms. We've been lifted up above the devil. We've been lifted up above the trials. And yes, as we humble ourselves in submission to his will, in submission to his plans, he will indeed lift us up as well. And so, stop looking down on yourself and stop speaking ill of what God has wrought in you. For you are his workmanship, raised together with him, seated together with him, reigning as a king in this life. Take your place in him (laughs) and walk in the fullness of all that's yours. What was that? That was a demonstration how did I do that? You know, just I prayed in the spirit psalm, stirred up the Holy Ghost on the inside of me. Usually what I have is the first word, sometimes the first two words, sometimes the title of the psalm, sometimes the first sentence. As I speak that out, then I trust Him to give me the rest. Mamrateso, hufa, rala, kisu, kiso, 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 kiso. circles circles. Going round and round in circles. Looking for direction, going round and round in circles, not making a headway and not making progress, going round and round in circles, and just doing the same things that lead nowhere. That's not your portion, and that's not your lot. For yea, in the pages of the Holy Writ, there is light. In the pages of God's word, there is direction. In the pages of God's word, there is illumination. And so walk in the light of that which is revealed. Walk in the light of God's holy word. And as you do that, you'll see that your spirit will be attuned to the greater one who indwells you. And he will give you specific light about specific situations. And you will not have to keep groping in the dark or impartial light. But you'll say, this is the path I ought to go. I've heard from heaven and I know what I ought to do. <laughs> paparatise, 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 paparatise. Walking by sight will bring despair. Walking by sight will bring frustration. Walking by sight will cause you to walk in the devil's realm. And he's the God of the senses, he's the God of this world. Refuse to walk by sight. For in walking in faith, we'll walk in God's will. In walking in faith, we we'll take advantage of that which is provided in the wheel. In walking in faith, we are able to cooperate with his goodness and to experience the bounties of his provisions that are ours. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. 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 God. I tell you something. You see as I was saying that, you see something like I said, be being filled with the Spirit speaking. That's the springboard. As I was saying that, I saw myself do something. Now, sometimes we have an impression to do something in our spirits. That's the primary way God guides us through the inward witness. Sometimes with me, I just see a, a mini vision. I just see something run off in front of me like a screen. Sometimes that happens. As I was saying that, I saw myself point at him. I just saw myself point at him. Glory to God. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Praise God. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. You know, this is the time. This is the time. Amen. Praise God. You see, it was directed to him. It will work for him specifically. But beyond it, working for him specifically, glory to God. Member of Thusafo, member of Thusafo, member of Thusafo, member of Thusafo. Shackles of the past are no more. Shackles of the past, they are gone. Shackles of the past, they are not yours. And so when the devil tries to bring a memory of that which was before, and when the devil tries to bring the chains that he used to use before, you just look him in the face and say, no, that's not me anymore. For I walk in the light right now, the righteousness of God in him. Yeah, I have a new nature, I have God's nature. And I walk in the fullness of that which is provided and that which is purchased. For the blood does speak and the blood makes me whole. Say to the enemy, speak in his face, laugh at his wiles. and know that the shackles are no more, the shackles are no more and the freedom is now. Glory to God. Glory to God. Let's lift our hands to him in worship, in thanks, in praise, in adoration. Now, you notice something, that there was a confirmation in his heart. Amen. I saw myself point at him, meaning that, yes, that's directed to him. Then I saw myself point at him, meaning I was to minister something to him. Amen. See, that's how those things work. And then there's something about just yielding. There's something about just yielding. I don't don't know about you, but since I got filled with the Holy Ghost... Sometimes I'll just see and know things supernaturally. Especially when I can take some extra time to pray in the spirit. I'll just see and know things supernaturally. Remember one time I pastored. You know, a number of my folks said to me, they said, you know why we don't live wrong here? I said, why? I think it's, I endeavor to believe the best of you, to teach you God's word and all. They said, that may be true, but we believe there's nothing we can do and you won't know. Now, why do you think they thought that? Because some got busted a few times. Not busted because God wanted to, you know, but to help them, you know. So sometimes I'll know things like that. Sometimes I'll just be praying in my closet and I'll see, you know, and I'll see. I remember the first time, there was one time, you know, <laughs> he's here can tell, confirm this. We were in a meeting and then I just saw something. It was their house, their living room. Yeah, I saw it the furniture, the color, how it was arranged, where it was set. You know, that happens to me a lot amen sometimes i'm just by myself and then i just see stuff sometimes i'm waking up in the morning and then something just raw ro- runs in front of me praise god you see these things belong to the church and the ministry ought to be supernatural the ministry ought to be supernatural the ministry ought to be supernatural and you see the essence of this spirit-filled life is so that the spirit of god can take us into these things you see the key to the fullness of what we call the nine manifestations of the Holy Ghost is the baptism in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And the truth is that gifts of the Spirit do not belong to the clergy, they belong to the body of Christ. Any believer, if we will stay filled with the Spirit, we become candidates for the Holy Ghost to manifest through. And God is going to use everybody who will be available and who will be yielded. Praise God. Amen. And then, you know, sometimes people have a fear, a fear of what if I'm wrong? Well, I tell them, what if you are right? Uh, one time I was in India, I was teaching a class and all of a sudden I stood right at the edge of the seat here, moving a little bit around like I sometimes do. And then, um, there was a lady who was seated by the edge, right where he seated and on the inside of me, I heard tell her she's healed. Well, I thought to myself, I don't even know she's sick. You know. Then it came the second time. Tell her she's healed. Well, I told myself it won't hurt to obey God. So I paused. Then I pointed at her. Well, the Lord will have me tell you you're healed. I told her. She didn't show much emotion. Praise God. So I just continued. I later got to find out she had an incurable heart problem. And she was instantly healed. Instantly healed. Went back to the hospitals. They couldn't find a trace of it. She was healed. See, gifts of the spirit work like that. And when we stay filled with the spirit, when we speak to ourselves in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, and maintain this spiritual life, and pray much in other tongues, then the Holy Ghost can move us into some of these other areas, into some of these other things. Praise God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And then there's also something about yielding. Yielding all it takes is to yield when we yield then it gets stronger then it gets stronger then it gets stronger praise God now I'll also say something I tell people all the time if you're a minister of the gospel you want to make sure you're not a performer I never feel obligated to perform listen I can't heal a fly I can't I'm not the healer I I can't do anything it's Jesus who is the healer It's the anointing that destroys the yoke it's the power of God that gets it done Amen. If the Holy Ghost is moving in gifts of the Spirit, great. We'll flow with him. If he's not moving in gifts of the Spirit, well, the Word of God is anointed. We preach the Word. We teach the Word. We get folks to act on the Word, and they'll be blessed. Well, you know, sometimes as ministers, we can get to a place where we feel obligated to perform. Ah, I must show them what I can do. So you're now the one doing it. I used to think it was God. You know? You see, that's how to get into trouble. That's how to get into trouble. Praise God. Glory to God. Now, there's certain things on the inside. Amen. Praise God. I'll get to that on the, in a moment. Glory to God. So, you see, being filled with the Spirit, speaking, speaking, speaking in Psalms, in hymns, in spiritual songs. Then, you know, there's a public side also. Like Colossians 316 says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another. In psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. So there's a public side to it. Amen. You know what about having a choir that gets their song that sings spiritual songs? Just songs they get as they pray, as they praise God, and come to sing them. What about that? Praise God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Being filled with the Spirit speaking, supernatural utterance. Supernatural utterance. So we need to stay with that. We need to stay with that and exercise ourselves there. There's a certain man, Brother Higgin, talked about. He said, If that man gives a message in tongues with interpretation, you hold on to your seat because you're liable to fall off. The power of God will come and it'll hit so strong. Amen. You see, these things belong to the church. Thank God for Facebook. Thank God for Instagram. Thank God for media. Thank God for those things. But let me tell you something. And we ought to take advantage of all those things and use them for the cause of Christ. But believe me, nothing can take the place of the supernatural. Nothing can take the place of the miraculous. And God's will is that his work be advertised supernaturally. Supernaturally. Nothing can take the place of that. One miracle in the name of Jesus can do a whole lot more than a a thousand dead sermons. Amen. Just learning to yield to the Spirit of God, learning to flow with the Spirit of God. So supernatural utterance, supernatural utterance, praying much in other tongues, praying much in other tongues. See, that's where it starts from. You get filled with the Spirit, we speak in tongues. Continue to speak in tongues. Spend a lot of time speaking in tongues. How did I get ready for this evening? I put in a few hours just to pray in other tongues. Amen. To charge up my spirit. So Eagles through him, God raised at least 23 people from the dead. They asked him one time, said, What's the secret of your success? He said, Is it education? Uh, is, it, is, it, is it is it an education? He said, He didn't have any. He said, Is it pulpit etiquette? He said he doesn't know what's so called. You know, he said, then what's it? He said, It's tongues. I defy myself two hours in tongues in the afternoon, and I come to the meeting at night and I defy the people. So there's something about spending much time to talk in other tongues. You see, revivals are birthed, they are prayed out moves of God are birthed. They are prayed out. God's plans and purposes for our lives. Someone looked at me one time. He said, "Is either God is leading you or you're a genius. I said, I can tell you, I don't think I'm a genius. <laughs> no, no, no. No, I'm not that smart. But you see, I've learned, because I learned early to spend a lot of time to pray in other tongues. It just seemed like I was short-footed in life. It just seemed like I knew what to do. I just, I had a clear-cut sense of my future. Why? Because I was praying in other tongues. In 1989, I knew that there would be Rema Bible Training Center in Nigeria. I knew. Amen. I was praying in the Spirit, meditating in the Word. So God will show us things to come. You know, there hasn't been any major thing that happened in my family. I didn't know at least two years ahead of time. One time, my father-in-law, who was very sick, he was really sick, as in they thought this was it. My wife talked to me about it. I said, listen, he's not dying yet. If he was going to die, God would have told me. God didn't tell me, so he's not going anywhere yet. Yeah, and the man is still alive today. You see, that's not because I'm a preacher. That's because I'm a Christian. Every Christian has the Holy Ghost in them. And if it will take time to pray in other tongues, it will show us things to come. We have him in us, but we need to take advantage of his being in us supernatural utterance the next thing you notice there is that it says in verse 20 giving thanks always for all things unto god and the father in the name of the lord jesus christ now i call that perpetual thanksgiving if you are going to maintain a spirit-filled life you'll be full of joy and you'll be full of thanksgiving to god we will face tests sometimes many times we will the bible says many it didn't say few He didn't say some. He said many are the afflictions, the tests and trials of the righteous. But thank God, he says the Lord delivers him out of them all. You know, the Bible says for us to count it all joy when we fall into diverse temptations. Praise God. So we can rejoice in the face of the most difficult of circumstances. In the face of the most adverse of situations. Amen. One fellow looked at me one time. He said, I need to tell you this. He was... Uh, one of my lecturers in the university said I must tell you something I've looked at you I've watched you I know some of the troubles some of the challenges you have faced but I can't understand you You you're never down you're always full of joy you're always calm you're always peaceful some of us don't go through a tenth of some of the things you are you are going through and you don't lose your smile you see because I've learned to stay filled with the spirit That's the key. It's important. We can praise God. And it's not a feeling. You see, rejoicing is actually an instruction. The Bible says rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. See, the Bible says in Philippians 3.3 that we are the circumcision that worship God in the spirit, rejoice in Christ Jesus, and have no confidence in the flesh. You see, in the Old Testament, they didn't have the spirit of God within them. The Holy Spirit will come upon the prophet, the priest, and the king. And anoint them to stand in those offices. And the, the like the judges, like Bezalel, a whole ab, People who did special things and all that, that God, you know, wanted them to do. He will anoint them. And then, he wasn't within them. He will come upon them. That's why we'll read in, you know, Second Samuel 16, verse 4, where the Bible says that David danced before the Lord with all of his might. Now, is that okay? Yes, it was okay for David. But listen, it's not okay for you. Because we are not in the flesh. We are in the spirit. The emphasis for worship in the New Testament is to be being filled with the spirit speaking. The emphasis for worship in the New Testament is that all praise and worship should be done in the spirit. Now, is dance a way to praise God? Yes, it is. Psalm 149 verse 3, Psalm 150 verse 4, where to praise God in the dance. But you see in the new testament amen i'm not before the lord now i am in the lord they used to come before his presence i don't come before his presence he's in me he's in me amen and you see i can praise him i can thank him i can rejoice without music amen without music you see the world claps And it's okay. They did APC convention, right? Yeah, in secretariat. You'll see a lot of clapping. You go to some of those places. The world claps. But you see the saints lift up holy hands. The Bible says, I will that men pray, 1 Timothy 2, 8, everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath on doubting. See, this is part of worship in the New Testament. This is how we give thanks. Is there a place for clapping? Yes, there is. In the church, we introduce a guest. Let's put our hands together for so-and-so as he comes up. That's okay. But please, don't say let's put our hands for Jesus as reverend. So-and-so. No, it's not Jesus I'm clapping for. I'm clapping for the man, gentleman or the lady. That's scriptural. That's, that's fine. You know, that's Okay. Uh, we're singing an upbeat song and we're clapping to keep uh, pace with the music. That's, that's okay. But you see, we don't clap for Jesus. Jesus is not a politician. Jesus is, don't let's reduce him to the level of a man. What about lifting up holy hands? The choir ministers, you are blessed by their ministration. When they finish ministering, what about us instead of clapping for them and we applauding their talent? We shouldn't. What about giving glory to God for what they did? And just lift up our hands and say, praise God. Glory to God. Thank God for that. That's more scriptural. That's scriptural. So in the New Testament, what we do with our hands is we lift them up. You see, there is a, 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 a hip, hip-hopure spirit. Hey, ho, hey. You see, that kind of spirit that's in the world, we're trying to bring it into the church. There is a lightness of the world that we're trying to bring back into the church. And we shouldn't. There should be a reverence to us. Now, I'm not saying oh, uh, your face should always be as serious as let us pray. <laughs> Amen. In fact, the Bible says a wicked man had to his face. You know, sometimes they sing, he has made me glad, he has made me glad. I want to tell them, why don't you send an email to your face? <laughs> Amen. So, I'm not saying, you know, we must always look as if, you know, your mother-in-law or your father-in-law moved in with you to stay forever you know i'm not saying that you know i must say you should always you know so there's a place to yeah in god's presence there's fullness of joy praise god but there is a joy that's in the holy ghost glory to god someone someone said why do you people run well the hand of the lord came upon elijah he out around the king's chariots someone said why do you laugh well the bible says he that sits in the heavens shall laugh Psalm 2 verse 4, God laughs with his children. You know, it's like some of those times, like I do with my kids. I just come from the back and I just tickle them. You know, like some of those times, God just come and just tickles us. And we get to jumping. Wow, glory to God. Amen. So we're just having some family fun. Our father gets to tickling us some and we get to rolling on the floor for joy. That's okay. You see, that joy is full of glory. That joy is full of glory. I've known of people healed of incurable conditions, just laughing. I've known of people financially provided for, just laughing. Outstanding financial miracles, just rejoicing, just rejoicing, just praising God. And they praised in millions. Amen. But you know something, more than anything else, more than believing God for a healing or believing God for some finances, what about just praising him for our redemption? amen that's something to shout about see the bible says that when the lord turned again the captivity of zion he says we were like them that dream then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue with singing then said they among the heathen the lord had done great things for them the lord had done great things for us whereof we're glad now who is zion according to hebrews 12 the church is zion has he turned our captivity absolutely we are delivered from the authority of darkness We're translated into the kingdom of God's dear son. So he has stunned our captivity. And that's something to shout about. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Something to praise him about. Something to bless him about. He's He's a good God. 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 He's a good God, he's our father God, he's our father God, and he has done great things for us. And so we can give him thanks. First Peter 1:8. Whom having not seen, ye love. In whom though now ye see him not, yet believing ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. You see, that joy is full of glory, that joy is full of glory. What's glory? The Bible says he will guide me with his counsel and afterward receive me up into glory. The Bible says Jesus was raised from the dead by the glory of the father. In another place he said if the spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead, Romans 6, 4, Romans 8, 11, see the glory of God is the Holy Ghost. That joy is anointed. That joy is anointed. And you see, somebody says, you guys, you're just, you're just doing it. What did you think before? It's not my elder brother doing it, it's me doing it. The Bible says rejoice in the Lord. It's an instruction. If you read in Luke chapter 10, from verse 18 through to 21, they came back, the devils are subject to us in your name. Jesus said, that's great. You know, I beheld Satan, fall as lightning from heaven. I give unto you power, tread on serpents and scorpions, over all the power of the enemy. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. Say, so don't rejoice that the devil, you know, don't, don't let the big deal be that demons, you know, are subject to you. That's a small deal," he said. "But rather rejoice that your names are written in heaven." Are you listening? And the Bible now says, "In that hour, Jesus rejoiced in the Spirit." I looked up that Greek word. is agalio. Agalio means to make an upward, forward movement. Yeah, Jesus jumped. You know, they call it a Tulsa shovel. No, it's not. It's a Jesus shovel. Wow! Glory to God. Whoa! glory, 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 glory to God, glory to God. Oh, glory, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. You see, in that atmosphere, things happen. Sometimes you're believing God for something and you tell yourself, you say, you know what? I'm just laughing for the victory. I'm just thanking God for the provision. For my healing. For my redemption. For my victory. We both know a lady. She had serious stomach ulcer. Serious stomach ulcer. She began to laugh. And laugh. Now you don't want an ulcer patient laughing. And laughing long. But she was just laughing, and laughing, and laughing, and laughing, and laughing, and laughing, and laughing laughing until she laughed away the altar. They couldn't find it anymore. She was healed. You see, in this kind of atmosphere, this is a safe environment to learn how to yield to the Holy Ghost. Amen. You know, sometimes you just have an inward urge to just dance. Well, go ahead. What if you are wrong? Well, you'll be the first who was wrong. You'll be the last. Sometimes you have an inward, or oh, just a laugh. It's okay. The Holy Ghost will make you laugh. You will have to yield. See, Brother Hagin was a conservative person. Very conservative. Very conservative personality. He said, he, the church in Farmersville, they had such awesome, awesome manifestations as well as demonstrations of the Holy Ghost. People with dance in the spirit. Sometimes in their Sunday worship services, they had believers meetings, you know? He said, and there'll be meetings, you just turn them over to the Lord and you'll sit down. He said, sometimes one section, everybody would just jump up and start dancing. And when they finish that, with that music, another section would jump up. As if somebody told all of them at the same time. Like some, some lead orchestra was leading them. Yeah, somebody was, the Holy Ghost was. He said, and he would just sit there and grin from ear to ear. My God, those guys are being blessed. Whoa, those guys are being blessed, just dancing. He said, I wish I could dance. And he never did. Until 1943, he was in this meeting and then, and you know, there were these folks just dancing and he told himself, you no, know, he had said before, if I ever do that, it will be the Holy Ghost. No, it won't be the Holy Ghost, it will be you. Amen. He said, but this particular day, he said, no, this is it. said he jumped off the altar, just in the flesh, in the natural, responding in the faith. He said, by the time his feet hit the floor, he was in the spirit. Listen, when the anointing is present and the Holy Ghost is leading along that line, getting on the flow. How do you respond? By faith. What is faith? Faith is acting on the word of God. You just say, well, oh God, if anything, I just feel like crying right now. If anything, I just feel like weeping because of this challenge I'm going through. But you know what? You are my father. And you are my deliverance. You are my help. I'm just going to praise you because I've got the victory. I'm just gonna thank, and you just lift up your hand and start saying that. Whoa, glory to God. Glory to God. And you just start with us and do ha, ha, ha. Let me tell you something. The pictures are already showing that you are here, right? You may just as well join in. They class you as one of us. Whoa, glory. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God, 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 Rejoicing, rejoicing, rejoicing. Whoa! Glory, 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 God! glory, glory, God! Gloria <laughs> 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 oh, glory, 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 Glorious glory. glory, 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 glory. Glory, 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 glory. Glory to God. Praising the Lord. See, there is something about praising God. You see, God answers prayers, but he inhabits praises. As they minister to the Lord and fasted, the Bible says the Holy Ghost said. Paul and Silas right there in that jail in Philippi, the Bible says they prayed and sang praises to God. And the Bible says the prisoners heard them. Wasn't only the prisoners that heard them. God on high heard them too. I guess he just sort of took a hold of Gabriel. Say, what's that coming up to me? Oh, Gabriel said it's Paul and Silas. They're there in jail. They're praising you. And then God reached over the banisters of heaven. And he shook that thing real good. Oh, glory to God. Glory, 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 glory to God. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. See, there's a blessing you get from rejoicing in the spirit. You don't get any other way. Whoa, glory, 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 glory to God, glory to God. Glory to God! Glory to God! Praising Him, giving thanks, giving thanks. You go home, when you get home tonight, you know, you go, you sleep and you sleep praising God. You wake up in the morning, you wake up praising God. You hear some news that's not good. Your restaurant says, praise the Lord. Well, You thought you were the one who was going to be made the the, the leader of that team. You weren't the one. Well, praise God for it. Praise God. See, the Bible says that in the mouth of babes and sucklings, God has perfected praise. In another place, that was quoted and it says God has ordained strength that he might steal the adversary. See, there's something about praising God that puts a stop on the devil. It puts a stop on the devil puts a stop on him puts a stop on him this fellow believing God for healing and then God said to said to her when your praise matches your prayer you'll be healed (laughs) she's just praising him if you really believe you'll act right and one sure way to act is to praise God thank him praise him praise him give him thanks in the good times, in the bad times, in the face of the tests, in the face of the trials, in the face of challenges. You give him thanks. You give him thanks. You give him thanks. One time, Brother Higgin was gone, traveling, preaching the gospel. Pastor Higgin called him and said, your house has been buggled. You know, some folks got in. Brother Higgin just responded, glory to God. Praise God. We can praise God no matter what. know sometimes some people are trying to figure out why did this happen to me why did this happen to me why did god let this happen to me there was this guy he was driving he was involved in a horrible car wreck horrible horrible the car was terribly wrecked he got out of the car and he started shouting wow glory to god glory to god he spared my life he spared my life see the spirit of faith is positive you see sometimes adverse circumstances come at us and we start saying oh why me why did god let it happen why did my friend shut up wow glory to god thank god in spite of it thank god in spite of it it's just another opportunity to prove that the word of god works and you see if you will praise god in the midst of that situation god will turn it around he's a master he's a master he's a master at it and you will have the last laugh we always do we always do we always do see the bible says that he that sits in the heavens in psalm 2 verse 4 shall laugh it was talking about god deriding the devil you know maybe you're going through a a storm a test and you're just laughing and you're just saying devil was that your best shot was that your toughest punch was that all you could do? Ha, 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 ha. Ha, ha, ha. And you're just laughing him to scorn. Glory. 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 Whoa. Whoa. That's the spirit of faith. That's the spirit of faith. A victorious attitude. See, we're work people the Bible says it, I believe it and that settles it. And you know what the Bible says? It says in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. It says thanks be on a God which always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. Always, 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 always. We don't lose some and win some. We We win all. We win all. We win all. We win all. We win all, we always triumph, we always win, we go from faith to faith, from glory to glory, from strength to strength, glory to God, amen, you see the Bible says my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. According to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And you know, it says we rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. When you rejoice, you make a demand on that glory, you appropriate that glory, and it's in that glory world that there's supply. Wow, glory to God, 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 glory to God. He's our, He's our source. 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 He's your source. Wow, glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Let me tell you one of the things that will happen as a result of these meetings. Some of you will get such financial favors that will baffle you. They 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 will baffle you. you. Yes. 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 He's He's our supply. 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 He meets every need. He supplies every want. Oh, glory, glory to God. 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 You see, in that glory world, the streets are of gold. Amen. And he supplies all our needs he supplies all our need you know when you believe you will act let me ask you what would you do if you had that money gloria 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 glory to god glory to god glory to god glory to god Glory to God. He's our source. He's our source. He's our source. He's our wisdom. He's our ability. Amen. Glory to God. So first we said supernatural utterance. Continue to pray in tongues, to sing in tongues, in your private life. Brother Higgins said he found out that the more he prayed and worshiped God in other tongues, the more the manifestations of other gifts of the spirit is all. Pray Lord in tongues. Then get over into Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Then give thanks to the Lord. No matter what. No matter what. We give him thanks. We give him thanks. Thanks be on a God who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus and makes manifest the savor of his knowledge by us in every place. Amen. Praise God. And then there's one last mark of the spirit-filled life. The Bible says submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. See, when you're filled with the spirit, there'll be a reverential submission to you. A submissive attitude. You see, none of us knows it all. Thank God for the Raymer family. But listen, where our knowledge of God's word ends is where someone else's knowledge starts. And we never want to have the impression that we are the ones that know it all. We don't. We know in part. We prophesy in part. Well, thank God for the part that we know. We endeavor to walk in the light of it. But we also stay teachable so that we can receive from other people. Thank God for other companies doing great works for God. So we want to stay teachable all the time. We want to maintain a humble spirit all the time. See, that's one of the marks of the spirit-filled life. When you're filled with the Spirit, you'll be submissive to your husband. When you're filled with the Spirit, you won't be disagreeable with your pastor. When you're filled with the Spirit, you'll be easy to get along with. You see, we can disagree without being disagreeable. We can see things differently. We can have disagreements because we're different people, with different personalities, with different perspectives, with the, at different levels of spiritual development. So we could see things differently. But you know what? We can still walk in love. We can still maintain a submissive attitude one to another. See, that's one of the hallmarks of the Spirit-filled life. A teachable attitude. Brother Hagin talked about one time, he said he was in this meeting, there was this fellow that was preaching. You know, and you know sometimes a fellow can just see that that guy is here, I will show him today, I will skin his hide. He said it looked like the guy just took a, a swipe at the faith message and just hit it and hit it bad. You know, Brother Hagin said his flesh felt like saying, no, just, just tune off. But he said, no, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he doesn't quite mean that like that. I listen. So he stayed open and was listening. You know, there are times you can switch off. But he, he stayed open. You see, we learn from everybody. From some people, we learn what never to do. From some people, we learn what to do. So we can always learn. Isn't it? So he, he just stayed open. He said, 10 minutes after, the man gave the Bible answer to a question he had had for 25 years. Yeah. There was one time Lester Stromwell was in Raymer, USA in the early 80s. Now, Brother Hagin did not see eye to eye with Brother Stromwell on certain Bible subjects. They didn't see some things the same way. But he said Brother Stromwell was sharing and then he said something out. And when he said it, something the Spirit of God spoke to Brother Hagin over 40 years before that he never fully understood. Lester Stromwell said what? open the door to that understanding yeah you see that that's why we must always stay teachable see god may want to get something across to you and he may not use one of your favorite preachers so that's why we must always stay teachable you know we must always stay teachable we must always maintain a submissive heart See, when you're filled with the spirit you are easy to get along with amen when you're filled with the spirit people look more attractive you look more attractive The grass looks greener. Everything looks different. Amen. And now what's the essence of this spirit-filled life? Yes, we're jumping. We're shouting. We're having a great time in the Lord. And that's okay. But listen, the essence of being filled with the Holy Ghost. Don't ever forget. Acts 1.8 says, but ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And what are you going to do? And ye shall be witnesses unto me. Both in Jerusalem. In Judea, in Samaria, and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. We've come together, had weeks of refreshing in the Holy Ghost. Listen, it's not for us. It's for the harvest. There is a work that needs to be done. Amen. There are some of you, God has been nudging your heart. Go do this. Go to this place. Go do that. Go step out. Go step out. See, that's what this is for. Step out. Step out. Obey God. It's an endowment with power. You see, the same Peter that had just denied the Lord three times. The Holy Ghost came on him and he spoke so boldly. 3,000 people got saved on the day of Pentecost. There's a boldness to speak God's word. Are you listening? You see, you're not the one who's going to get them saved. You're not the power. The gospel is. The gospel is the power. Just be bold to declare it. Are you listening? Be bold to announce it. Amen. Let me tell you what I'm expecting. I'm expecting to see more churches established. I'm expecting to see more people getting saved. I'm expecting to see more people getting healed. As a result of these meetings, I'm expecting to hear that, look, we've broken into this territory. We've gotten so many churches built there. We're doing so much work in that place. We're reaching this unrich people group that everybody says can't be reached. We're planting churches there. Are you listening to me? Yeah, we're seeing more dead people come to life. Yeah, we're seeing more people get healed. And you know it's going to happen. Because this is what it is about. It's not about us. It's so that we can be a blessing. It's rivers of living water flowing out of us. So we can be a blessing. Don't ever forget that. We are blessed to be a blessing. Now tonight, we're going to minister to the sick. Are you listening? You see, one of the things that God is very strong about is healing. Why? He's a good God. He's a, he's a healer. He is the healer. Amen. Maybe you're here tonight with whatever sickness or whatever disease in your body. Listen to me. You won't live here the way you came. You won't live here the way you came many of you instantly you'll be healed some of you could be gradual amen but either which way you had to keep the switch of faith turned on you had to keep the switch of faith turned on are you listening january of 1989 january 15th it was a sunday about 10 o'clock that sunday morning i had a voice on the inside of me said there's an anointing on your hands to minister to the sick Well, later that year, March 22nd. March 22nd of 1989, in case you want to know, was a Wednesday. About 25 minutes past 7 in the evening. That same voice, still small voice. Amen. On the inside of me, said these words to me. I've given you a ministry of laying on of hands. To lay hands on the sick and get them healed. And to lay hands on believers and get them filled with the Holy Ghost. December the 5th. December the 5th of 1991 was a Thursday. Five minutes to midnight. Well, I was led to take some time off just to minister to the Lord. I did just that. First day, I talked in tongues quite some hours. Second day, I talked in tongues even more hours. Last day, I talked in tongues, I guess, like 19 straight hours. What was I doing? Just edifying myself and fellowship with my father, praying out his will, praying out his plan. Just a time of refreshing. Amen. That Third day, December the 5th, 1991. Thursday, five minutes to midnight. I was wearing blue khaki shorts. I was wearing one linen shirt. I remember just talking about it, I almost can see it. I, can, I remember exactly where I sat. I was by UI gate. There was this shed, Queens Hall bus stop thing that was there at that time. They've reconstructed it now. I sat there. That was where I was. I had a wristwatch in my hand, so I knew it was five minutes to midnight. I'm a one to watch and pray. And then that voice spoke up, said, from this night onwards, what's known in my word as the gift of faith, together with the descending of spirits, when you are in the spirit, will be in very strong oppression in your life. And that tangible anointing you minister under will come back to stay, and it will be a hundred times stronger. Well, I thought to myself, it was like, "Ah, uh Baba God, let me interpret that for you. It's like, ah, this looks like exaggeration, 100 times, what are you talking about? Well, the very next day, for some reason, I didn't have an appetite. So I ended up praying virtually the whole day. I went to the church I attended then. We had a prayer service, 6.30. I went there. About 7.45, we were praying. I stood up praying. When all of a sudden, it felt like somebody came from behind me and threw a cloak, an overcoat around me. It wrapped around my being. Then the next thing I felt, I felt like something was creepy in my spirit. Something was moving. I felt it. On the inside of me, my spirit. So I wondered, what's this? What's going on? I sat down. Both my elbows were bent like they are right now. And then I felt something. It fell from up. Hit me by the right elbow first. I looked. What's that? Then it hit me by the left elbow. And then I had a sensation from both, uh, both arms, from the, the shoulder to my palms. I felt like there were hundreds of tubes. I felt this thing. It was like liquid electricity. I don't know a better way to describe it my hands tingled, my, my eyes, you know, tingled, my whole body vibrating. It was like I held a life wire, I felt it. I remember one time I was in a church service. That Stronger Anointing just came in a manifestation. There was one fellow that was beside me, I said, come. I held his hand. He, he jumped, he said, what's coming out of your hand? Something is coming out of, me. I said, I know. That's why I held you, you know. I remember one time I was in school. That Stronger Anointing came in a manifestation. As an undergraduate. You know, right there in school. I just went by somebody and I patted him on the back. He fell out like that. It's tangible. Are you listening? It's perceptible to the touch. It's real. Now, do we need to feel to minister? We don't need to feel. The Bible says they shall lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. But right on the other hand, there's such a thing as special anointings. Are you listening to me? Yeah, God ministers. God comes down in this other realm to reach people and help them. Praise God. And I've seen people healed of all kinds of things. I'm thinking about a fellow who was blind in one eye, nine years, hadn't seen anything. I laid hands on him with that power. I felt it leave my hand and enter his body. I removed my hand, instantly, instantly, instantly. He started reading out of the eye that was blind. He could shut the other eye, started seeing from it. I'm thinking now about Sister Yetunde, that's her name. He knows the lady, he knows the evening I'm talking about. This Sunday evening, she was scheduled for surgery right the next day. I laid hands on her. I felt it. You know, sometimes I lay hands on some people and it doesn't leave my hand. You say, how do you know I feel it? It's like I'm holding this and you take it I will know when you take it. If you didn't take it, I know you didn't take it. Sometimes I don't always have the time to spend with each person to help them. You know? But, well, I felt it. It left my hand and entered her body. I told her it went into you. I said, can you wait and not do that surgery immediately? She said, she can. I said, all right, give that power some time to work. Just hold fast your confession. God's healing power is working in my body. It's affecting the healing and the cure in me. She did. The next week, before the surgery, she said, do another scan. Check it out. They said, there's no use. You're wasting your money. Said, it's not your money. It's my money. And I'm saying, do it again. Check it out. Well, they checked it. They checked it. And they checked it. And they said, look, we can't find it. Disappeared. Amen. The power of God does that. The power of God does that. I'm thinking of another lady. She had asthma. And I can tell you stories. If I start telling you stories along these lines, we'll still be here tomorrow morning. Several, several, perhaps hundreds over the years. Just ministering with that power. Amen. If you're here tonight and you need healing for your body, you see, you don't have to have hands laid on you. You can act on the word of God. It's anointed. Send his word and heal them. Psalm 107 verse 20. But if you want to be ministered to with the laying on of hands, this is what I want you to do. I want you to say, this is my night. I'm receiving my healing tonight. Amen. Amen. Now, for our graduates, for our students, you see, there's also something about us seeing these things. Praise God. How did I learn to minister in some of these ways? Watching Brother Hagin, watching Pastor Hagin minister. During uh, uh, Winter Bible this year, Pastor Hagin, Friday night, he was going to minister. He also ministers this way. He called me up, you know. He said, I should touch his hands and feel it. I felt it. His hands by the fingers were cold. He said, I should touch the tip. It was hot, exactly like it used to be with Brother Higgin. Exactly. With Brother Higgin, he felt it like a fire. With me, I feel it like electricity moving out of me. But with Brother Hagin, he felt it like a fire, like there were coals of fire in his hands. That's how Brother Hagin, how it operated with him. That's how it operated, operated Pastor Hagin too. With me, it's a, it's it, I feel it like electricity going out of me. That's how I feel it. That's how I feel it. Amen. If you will believe that I'm anointed and you'll receive that anointing, that power will flow from my hands into your body. It'll drive out whatever sickness or disease. And it'll affect the healing and the cure in you. Now, in case... There's somebody who is not here and you, have a, you want to get across to the press. If you can bring a handkerchief, don't come and bring pictures. Let me tell you something. That power, I've tried it. I've tried it. I haven't been able to get it to enter paper. I have. I've tried leather. I've tried leather. I've tried belts. I haven't been able to get it to enter. I've tried olive oil. I'm telling you, I've tried it. I haven't been able to get it to enter. Then I found out I wasn't the only one who tried it. I found out Brother Higgins said the same thing. He tried it to get it to enter some of those things. He couldn't enter it. You see, in Acts 10.38, it says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. I'm thinking about Sister Dewey. He knows Sister Dewey. He also knows Sister Dewey. Her brother had arthritis. She came to meet me one time, brought just a, a, a lady's handkerchief that I should lay hands on it. I laid hands on it with that power. She took it home. For some reason, she f- forgot it and left it somewhere. Didn't get it across to the brother. The brother was just going through some things on the house and stumbled on that handkerchief. This was what he said. He said the moment he touched it, he felt something flow out of it. He felt it like power, like electricity going into his body. And his arthritis left. That was the power of God. So you see, it works just the same as though I touched you. Amen. Now you can come out and say, well, let me see what that guy can do. You'll find out what I can do. Nothing. Amen. I can of my own self do nothing. I can't heal a fly. I'm not the healer. So don't come expecting me to zap something into you. You see, my responsibility is to minister that power. Yours is to receive it. Is your faith involved? It is. Amen. Well. With every head bowed and eye closed. Maybe you're here tonight. You don't know Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. That's the greatest thing. That's the most important thing. Amen. That you could ever do. Amen. Could you just lift up your hand? You don't know Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. And you want to receive him. Or maybe you once knew the Lord. You got away from him. And you want to get back in fellowship with him. Anybody like that. Anybody like that. That's the most important thing. And I would like to... I ask to close this meeting without giving such an opportunity to anyone who wants to receive the Lord. Anybody like that. Praise God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, my s- sister, for that hand. Anybody else? Anybody else? You want to receive Jesus or you want to knew him? Thank you also for that other hand. I can see another hand there. Anybody else? Anybody else? Now, if you lifted your hand or she would have lifted your hand, I want you to come and join me right here, right now. I want to pray with you as well as pray for you come and join me here praise god glory to god said if you confess him before men he'll confess you before his father said if you deny him before men he will deny you before his father thank god he loves you just as you are he's a good god said he that come to me i will in no wise cast him out see there's a fountain filled with blood that's drawn from emmanuel's veins sinners who are plunged beneath that flood they lose all their guilty stains praise god just come as you are. Said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Said, Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, and meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. Said, My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Praise God. Anybody else, you want to join them? We don't know Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. I don't mind telling you there's a heaven to gain and there's a hell to shun. Praise God. Now, for those of you who are out, this is what I want you to do. Can you lift one hand toward heaven? And just say this. Don't just let it be words. Mean it from your heart. Just say with me, from your heart Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I realize I cannot save myself. I believe in my heart that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe He died for me according to the scriptures. And He was raised from the dead. So I am made righteous. Thank you, Father. Because I take Jesus as my Savior. I confess Him as my Lord. I am born again. Jesus is Lord over me. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Now, this is what I want you to do. We want to get some things across to you that will help you grow in your walk with God, help you get connected to a local church where you can be fed and where you can be nurtured. You see that... uh, sister that's there please just go with her praise god just go with her amen let's put our hands together for them glory to god that's the greatest decision anybody could ever make amen if any of you needs healing no no problem you'll have the opportunity to get in the line when we start ministering to the sick praise god now those who want hands laid on them for healing amen praise god we're ready here now this is what i want us to do can we have a single file just a single file praise god a single file praise God praise God glory to God glory to God so what you could do there's a line that's forming over there just go join the line we want to do things decently and in order praise God you could um, could come all the way here praise God glory to God yokes will be destroyed yokes will be destroyed amen yokes will be destroyed let's say that together yokes will be destroyed amen let's say it again yokes will be destroyed amen the power of god is present and it will destroy yokes glory to god glory to god glory to god glory to god now if you're there in the crowd we need your help and this is what we need your help for just stretch your hands towards these ones and just pray quietly in other tongues praise god just pray quietly in other tongues amen praise god
1: Chain, break every chain, break every chain. To break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. There is power, there is
0: power in the name
1: of Jesus. So much power to heal. There is power in Save and to heal in the name of Jesus to break every chain, 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 break every chain,